Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 87 of the podcast that was originally recorded on October 9th of 2015. Some of the games I played for the week, I got in some Pathfinder Adventure card game Wrath of the Righteous Organized Play, as well as some Pathfinder RPG. Played a little Flash of Cultures, Cthulhu Realms, some Mad Max, and of course a little Shroud of the Avatar. And you know I finished the episode with a few of the games I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi. Welcome to episode 87. Hey, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop the G. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. All right, we got a quick Whippin Studio update. I've been mauling around the idea of starting a forum for probably about the past six to eight months or so. And while I keep putting that up, or keep putting that off, one of the things I actually have been thinking about is just starting a guild on Board Game Geek. So I'm actually considering that. I don't know if I'll get to that this weekend, but maybe look out for a new guild if you're on Board Game Geek to start up. And I may actually just do that in place of starting forums, since a lot of people that are interested in the show are actually big fans of Board Game Geek as well. There's also Video Game Geek, which I've been hitting up lately and looking at, so I can probably kill two birds with one stone, I'm hoping, with this. So that is an idea I've been tossing around. I'm not too sure I really wanted to undergo the route of starting my own forums. I'm thinking this may be kind of a shortcut to just getting this all done nice and quickly. So, all right, there's our studio update. Those are some ideas I'm throwing around, and I always have stuff going around through my mind. But let's jump into what I'm playing now. All right, some of the games I played for the week. Of course, we got in some Pathfinder Adventure card game, Wrath of the Righteous, organized play. We got we started off the second scenario. We played through the first couple of those scenarios. 1-2A, the frogs, and then 1-2B, merrily we roll along. So the frogs actually was kind of an interesting one. We actually had to go against Gangrel Fiend Splicer, who was the villain in this one. Actually, for some reason, I'm not too sure why, but we kind of flew through this scenario. We were expecting it to be a little bit more difficult, especially since... Whenever you failed to acquire an ally, you basically had to discard the top of the Blessings card deck. For some reason, we got real lucky, and a couple of early players found the henchmen very early on in their decks and were able to close a couple of locations. We then flew through the rest, and before we knew it, this scenario was successfully completed, and we were moving on to the second one. Now, the second one was much more difficult. It was kind of insane. Merrily, we roll along. Blightrude was the villain in this one. Our henchmen were Galcor and Undead Companies. And the Undead Companies, for some reason, our group was just having a hell of a time trying to kill. It was several of us towards the end of the game were close to being dead. If it would have gone another two players, I believe we would have lost actually one of our characters, which would have been the first time we that had ever happened in either Wrath of the Righteous so far or throughout all of our adventures through Skull and, Sh- Skull and Shackles. But for some reason, this one particular henchman was just giving us a heck of a time. Everybody in the group was going, we had to basically kind of like encounter them. 
and there was usually one of us who just happened to just roll very poorly during this encounter. It would just completely just negate everything that everybody else had tried to do. I know there were several times where I rolled very poorly during this whole scenario. I used my t-shirt re-roll kind of early on and then was kind of just stuck with the left with the with the last of the rolls. I don't believe we had actually completed this one, but somehow we pulled through, we persevered, we kind of like just did some juggling of people and some skills and lucky draws of cards. And before we knew it, the villain was cornered. We rolled. We just buried him in dice and we just called it and then just walked away very excited that we were able to complete that one. And during the first one, the frogs, I had actually stated that it seemed like so far Wrath of the Righteous, some of the scenarios were just either rather easy or just really difficult. And this was just a really good compliment to what I had stated in that one of these, one of the scenarios we played was super easy. And the next one was we had three people on death's door and it was, I, I, I couldn't believe it that I had made this statement actually before we had started on Sunday playing, you know, that it, it just seemed like the scenarios just didn't have a nice even balance to them, that it seemed like they were either at one end of the spectrum or the other. But for some reason, the two that we played completely mimicked my thoughts and like I said, we were just happy to get through two of them. We actually only had one table running this week because a couple of our, our group didn't show up. So hopefully we'll have everybody caught up next time. We'll have two tables going again. If not, we have may have a couple of people who are playing that maybe a little behind and we'll have to get them caught up, which is no big deal. We can always take care of that. Other than that, that was the Pathfinder Adventure Card. I'm looking forward to actually next Sunday, which will be the next time when we play again and hopefully knocking out a couple of more scenarios and moving along with Wrath of the Righteous, which is actually a pretty good set, I will say so far. All right, and then I actually played some Pathfinder RPG this week as well. We started going through the scenario, The Dragon's Demand. This is actually a scenario we're breaking up into two parts. It's very long. We played for a good four hours, I would say, the other night and probably got just more than halfway through the scenario. I think we're probably around 55, 60% complete. So the DM said we're actually just a little bit ahead. So hopefully we'll be able to finish this next Monday. So for everybody who's doing really good in this one, of course, I was rolling very poorly throughout most of the night, and then when it came down to some of the last battles, I got in a couple really good rolls and was able to take out a couple of mobs right at the last minute, so I was kind of happy with that. So far, this one definitely seems to be a lot more combat intensive than the last scenario I had played, but that's all right, because we're having a good time with it, and it it does seem to be that this one's, this one's just a rather interesting scenario as well. So that's it for the Pathfinder RPG. I know one of the things I need to do is actually sit down with my Hero Lab software and actually learn and become a little bit more familiar with this because there are some changes I made to my character. Well, I can't say changes because I'm already into the second level, so I didn't make any changes to my character. I basically changed my gear. I was talking with a couple of the guys down there and they actually gave me some suggestions on what to start spending my money on since I had well over close to 1,500 gold and we changed some of my equipment before the beginning of the scenario, and I was able to actually be a little bit more effective, I guess, once I was hitting mobs, I was able to be a little bit more effective. But you have to make those rolls to hit before you can actually roll for damage. And that was, it just seemed this weekend my dice weren't working for me, both Sunday and Monday, each day. So I'm hoping next time I play, my dice just treat me a little bit better. So we'll have to see about that one. All right, and then one of the games I think I had teased last week when I had talked about in my podcast, I had actually played some Clash of Cultures. So this is a civilization type game, and there is no way I'm actually going to be able to give you a rules rundown after just playing this once 
But if you've ever played, I guess, a Civilization game on the PC, or probably the Civilization board game, which I haven't had a chance to play yet, it's probably going to be similar or akin to that. You basically start off with a a small civilization, and you start off with a settler that you're able to move around. You're able to then create another settlement somewhere, able to spawn troops or additional things or pieces from there. You then start working on your whole tech tree, which is sitting in front of you, and the board looks extremely intimidating at first, but once it's explained to you, it actually does make a lot of sense. The game does play just like a just like the Civilization PC game, just in a board game style. Basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to just expand your civilization, take over more territories. And one of the interesting things about this game is a majority of the board starts out with the tiles being face down. So it's almost like a fog of war in that you don't know what is actually there or what type of what type of land you're stepping into until you actually move one of your settlers or workers onto one of these pieces, peat tiles, and then you flip that over. Then based on whether it's water-based and you can then change it around to to kind of like, you know, a couple of different ways that it can actually be placed on the board. And it, it's really interesting the way kind of the game just evolves in the way you, it, from, from, from what it starts out being to what it evolves into is actually extremely interesting. Most of our group seem to just be rather expanding and a couple of the guys actually built up some pretty good armies. They were right next to each other. They made a truce very early on and actually didn't attack each other. And then the other two of us were sitting there. I was really not paying much attention to the whole war aspect of the game until my neighbor started attacking me and I just wasn't ready for it. And I lost several settlements that I had right in a row. And I was just like, okay, I need to really just watch that the next time and make sure that I just don't leave back undefended settlements that can just be taken over very quickly, which is what happened to me. But I had a blast playing the game. It is a little bit longer of a game as it took us a majority of the night to actually get through this one. But as far as civilization games go, I will say this one's pretty good. I've heard there's also some good things to do about the one expansion. I think that's out for the game. I think there's only one expansion. But if you ever get a chance to play this and you like civilization games where you're basically just trying to grow a civilization, trying to expand area type control, you're doing combat, there's a lot of different aspects in this game that you kind of have to pay attention to. If you like those types of things, definitely look at Clash of Cultures as I had a really good time with it and I definitely like to get this to the table again to actually see how better how much better I can play since I have some of the strategy learned a little bit and I was I think what I, some of the early problems I did was on my tech tree I think I became a little too scattered and even though I told myself to stay focused early on I went down a couple of couple of different paths in the tech tree that really didn't pan out for me later in the game like I wanted them to because of the way the board kind of just ended up coming and kind of like evolving and kind of like showing me what was there so I think going forward I would actually make a couple of changes as to the strategy I used the first time. So I definitely would like to see this played again, and I'm hoping we can get it to the table at my game group once more. All right, and then last week, I know I had talked about Cthulhu Realms last week and that I had played it with my board game group, but I actually got to sit down with my wife over the weekend, and we went through a couple of games of Cthulhu Realms. She had only played, I think... Thunderstone once before, so she was not very familiar with the deck building aspect or with the concept. So rather than try to throw her into Thunderstone again to where she really just kind of just didn't care for that one at first. I figured let's start off with Cthulhu Realms, which seemed to be a little bit smaller and a little bit less intimidating, and she really enjoyed the game. We had several good games of this. Uh, we had a good time 
playing it, Cthulhu Realms, if you haven't given it a shot yet, I'm hoping they come out with their announce some expansions for this game really soon. I went into the instructions kind of in detail on the cards in detail last week in the podcast on episode 86. So if you're actually interested in the game a little bit more, check out 86 of the podcast and you'll hear me talk a lot, of, lot more about Cthulhu Realms as I'm not going to repeat everything on how to play the game and what all the cards do. But I will say the more I play this, the easier the game does get. The icons are much easier to remember the more I get this game to the table and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really glad I picked this one up. And like I said, I hope they actually come out with some expansions and we can really expand this game here soon. All right, and then I actually kept up with a couple of video games this past week. Of course, I was playing some Mad Max. I actually didn't do any streaming as when I sat down to play Mad Max, I was kind of just playing it and pausing it and didn't really have a good long time commitment to it throughout the weekend. So I really just didn't have a chance to sit down and do a stream. But I did get through quite a few different missions in the game. I actually cleared out, I think, the first two parts. I think last week I had the first part cleared out. And I think this week I pretty much have the second part cleared out. I've expanded the... I've done quite a few more of the main storyline, which I hadn't done before. I think I did a lot of that Saturday last Saturday evening. So I'm hoping to maybe get to that a little bit more this weekend. And I'm still trying to balance my purchases with all of the cash that I get or the spare parts and stuff that I'm retrieving the salvage. I'm still trying to kind of balance my the way I kind of define my game in that I'm trying to upgrade Max a little bit as well as the car a little bit. I've noticed that you can upgrade the car, but then when you upgrade the car, it kind of throws you off of the main mission as your car has to be set up in a particular way for you to actually advance the main mission. So I actually had to remove a bunch of the advancements from what it looked like before I could actually advance in the storyline, which kind of seemed rather silly that they would let you do that. So unless if I had overlooked something, which I don't think I had, I was really disappointed to actually have to strip my car down and back a lot of the advances off that I had put on there to actually be a little bit more inept of a vehicle than what I was driving around with. But I got through it, moved the storyline ahead, still really enjoying the game. There's a lot more I'm able to do with combat now since I've actually advanced Max further along in his upgrade path. In the car combat is... Like I said before, I am just having a hell of a lot of fun with. I just can't get over how much fun the car combat with with that game is. One of the things I think I picked up was the level four of the harpoon, which actually lets me throw shoot the harpoon at an enemy's vehicle, and I usually aim right for the tire, and I will just rip the tire off the vehicle. And I've been doing with a lot of the salvage vehicles, ripping off one of the la one of the rear tires, taking the villain out or the enemy out, and then hopping in the vehicle and driving that vehicle with three tires back to G tight out, and then turning it in for a really nice, real nice salvage reward. If you see those vehicles around, it it looks to me like I'm getting about four to five hundred salvage each time I drive one of those vehicles back. And Saturday night I seem to find two or three of them right in a row. And I was just ripping the tire off and then just hobbly wheel driving that thing back. And it's really crazy that you can actually drive it back with three tires. Sometimes it does get a little squirrely in the driving. And speaking of squirrely driving, one of the other things I noticed when I'm doing some of the actual missions where you're doing the races and then you're having to smash through the barrels that are on fire and they and you have to basically make one explode while you're driving through the track. Sometimes when I'm doing this and I haven't figured out what's causing it, if it's because I'm not hitting a barrel straight on or not, but sometimes when you hit those barrels and they explode, it just makes your car fishtail and just spin around like crazy. Other times you can hit the barrel and it has no effect to you. It's like you're not even running over anything. So I'm not too sure if it has to do with the angle you hit the barrel or if you're not hitting or if I'm or if the barrel's maybe running 
running being run over you know running over a tire or something i need to pay a little bit better attention so i can try to figure out what's actually causing me to lose control because sometimes the vehicle just goes crazy when i hit one of those barrels when i'm doing one of the races and it's kind of annoying and then it's basically just stop that restart and do the race all over again but so far i've been successful in all the races, and it has pretty much got gold uh, matches on all of those i think so that's another part of the game that i really like is that is the car racing part so that's it for mad max we're gonna jump over to a little shroud of the avatar now all right shroud of the avatar i really haven't played that much in the past week i've gone in i've moved my house i think i've done a little bit of decorating i've gone through a couple of different dungeons i really have just kind of slowed down i think on this game a little bit especially since there's going to be a wipe coming I actually listened to the post-mortem yesterday from some of the stuff they were talking about on the post-mortem. It sounds like the next episode should be pretty good. So the next patch that they're going to do, which I think is R23, release 23 if I remember correctly, that one should be pretty good. One of the other things I did this past weekend, uh, me and a buddy actually went through and did the steampunk goggle quest, which is the actual rare hat item for the month. And I will say that the way they did this one, I feel sorry for low-level characters attempting to do this one because having to go down in those etc. mines with all those ghosts is just a pain. Uh, like I said, I think before they took away the levels, I was showing myself as level 52. I was able to kind of handle myself with the ghosts. My buddy was much lower level. I basically kind of ran ahead and tried to take some of them out myself. While I was able to kill them, they come back and stand back up, just like most of the undead in this game, like the skeletons and everything. So you have to kill them multiple times. And while I can kill a ghost once, killing them twice i'm even having a problem with basically after dying one time i said let me just run through pull all the aggro he followed behind me and we were both able to finish the quest and get out that was how we did it so we were happy that we were able to successfully complete that but like i said for low level people completing this one they had actually mentioned in the post-mortem that this actual hat quest was probably the one that had been done the least since they actually started doing the hat quests because they keep track of how many people have completed them and surprisingly, it sounds like the ones that were completed the most were only completed by around maybe 2,500 people or maybe a little bit more than that. So it's not like these rare hat quests are getting completed by a lot of people, which really surprises me. I know one of my buddies who actually had pledged very early on, he actually hadn't completed some of the early hat quests because he kind of wasn't keeping track of the game while they've been going through a lot of the pre-alpha stages up until I really got into it is when he started playing it a little bit more. And then I started kind of dragging him through the hat quests with me, but it's... It's kind of interesting that more people weren't doing these hat quests considering they are rare items and they are only items that you can get during the month that they're available. So if you play Shroud of the Avatar, don't forget to knock out those hat quests as those do tie to your account and those possibly could be worth something later on in the game. I'm still having a heck of a lot of fun and like I said, I'm looking forward to the next release. I think what I'm going to do is possibly focus on making a magic user this next time as I want to get away from a sword and board user or the dual hand that I've been using, the dual wield character that I've been playing lately. I think with the, after this wipe, I want to do mage. And then maybe after a couple of um, other patches, after the next wipe, I will probably do an archer. And then maybe we go live. I will go back to maybe dual wield or maybe a tank player with a sword and board. But I'm thinking magic may be the next thing I try. And we're going to try that from day one after the next wipe and see how that goes see how squishy I am. And I'm sure from what it sounds like, it's going to be squishy. So, all right, those are the games I played for the week. Let's jump over to what I want to play now. So yesterday at the game store, I played a lot of good games, which I will be talking about next week. I'm not even going to tease any, but let's just say several of them were rather new. Uh, one of the games I actually did pick up that is a 
brand new game that I was thinking about doing an unboxing for, but I may just open that up and we may, the wife and I may just start playing that this one tonight. That is Pandemic Legacy. Neither of us have played a legacy type game. Risk is the only other legacy type game that I can think of. We hadn't played that even though we're huge fans of Risk. I'm not too sure why we didn't play that one, but I've heard so many good things about Pandemic Legacy. I've been playing Pandemic on my phone, like I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago. I just thought, what the heck? Let's pick this up. Let's actually try this and see if we can get through this. I know my wife's not the biggest of co-op fans, so if she's not really into this, I was already talking to a couple of guys down at the game store who are really interested in trying out doing a season of the Pandemic Legacy, so if she's not really into this and doesn't want to continue playing this, I may just try to start up a weekly gaming group down at the game store and actually see if we can get a couple people that will commit to going through this whole game. I'll talk about that as we go through it. I'm going to try when we when we do play, I'll try not to give too many spoilers. I was going to I was thinking about doing a video series for this, but considering it would probably spoil it for people, I didn't want to do that. I don't want to do a video series for this one, so I'll try to pick out uh, a different type of game to maybe start up to do a series for. I will probably be talking about Pandemic Legacy probably for maybe the next couple of podcasts, possibly a couple more depending on how long it takes us to get through it because it does sound like it could be a fairly lengthy game, but I'm kind of looking forward to this one and kind of can't wait to just open up the box already. So, and then the other game that I want to play that I've actually been really paying a lot more attention to is Fallout 4 on the PC. I had been toying around with picking this up on the PS4, but I have a feeling I'm just going to pick this up on the PC. I was looking at what some of the actual requirements are for the PC. My PC is more than capable of handling this, especially with the video card I have. I have a feeling it'll probably just play a little bit better on the PC. I have several friends at work who are also looking into playing this on PC, so I figure, what the heck, let's just go with the Steam route. So we're all kind of keeping an eye out to see if we can find the game at a fairly good discount. It looks like Green Man Gaming has the game for about 23% off. We were hoping that maybe as we get a little bit closer, maybe somebody else would have a little bit better of a discount on the game. If not, hopefully we'll probably just pick it up from there and just get the Steam key and play it through Steam. But Fallout 4 is the other game I'm really looking forward to. I think I've mentioned before, I really haven't played a Fallout game before, so this will be kind of interesting. I was thinking about going back and playing through some of the older ones, but I've said that about so many other games, I know it's just not going to work, so I'm just going to jump right into Fallout 4 and just go from there and just head forward. That's it. Those are the games I played for the week, and those are the games I want to play. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining me this week. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. And don't forget to drop that G there on Twitter. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now on Google Plus. It's plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. As I've been mentioning the past couple of weeks, don't forget that I am taking part in this year's Extra Life campaign. So if you go out to extra-life.org, do a search for Team Recess, R-E-C-E-S-S. And on that team, just do a search for me, Joe Luzzi. You will see me there. I wouldn't mind getting a few pledges out there for me. We're going to be doing 24 hours of board gaming down at the board game store and having a good time doing it for a great cause. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me this week. Get out there, go play some games. And as always, let me know what you're playing now. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.